What is going on, Colts Nation? Here's Jamal Lawrence and I'm Eric Smith, your co-host of the Colts cast. Yo, yo. Indianapolis Colts grabbed that dub today, as expected. We all knew we were going to come back home oh, after yeah. the bye week and get this dub. Oh, yeah. 27 to 20 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We moved to six and five overall. Look, right now you you look at you look at the AFC, and right now I, I know the Bills and the Broncos are playing right now. But man, like as we're recording, but man, it says we are seventh. We we are in the playoffs right now. If playoffs happen right now, we are in that thing. We are we are in it. Look, we 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 have the tiebreaker, I believe, over Buffalo too. We we kind of control our own destiny here. It it was an amazing game, Jamal. I mean, where Ooh. where should we get started? Look, I I, I saw a lot of RPO today. I really like mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, Anthony Richardson was kind of flourishing under that scheme, and now we see Gardner Minshew. He he was making the right reads out of, out of out of those RPOs. This is the Shane Steichen era. I love it. Goes all the way back to the Philly days. I mean, that that that's been his mo all along. Got the ball out quick for the most part. Uh, so very very well executed um, from a scheme standpoint. But I guess we'll talk about Gardner Minshew first. Um, look, twenty four forty one, two hundred fifty one yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. Uh, only took a couple sacks <sighs> Gardner Minshew was all over the place today in my mm-hmm. opinion I mean his highs were great like for Gardner Minshew for for his bar but his lows I mean that man looked like Zach Wilson out there I ain't gonna <laughs> I ain't gonna flex like on a lot on a lot of throws and and just anytime he was under pressure at the slightest of pressure um like if he didn't get the ball out in like 2.1 seconds like something like his brain just it 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 worked in a different way. Like he started the game off kind of slow, went on like a fire streak uh, near the end of the first quarter, I believe. And he started throwing some bad passes. That's mm-hmm. that's that's where that first or no his only interception came. He almost had a second, yeah. but that that interception. Now it, it was mis- I thought it was miscommunication because it looks like Josh Downs. He was supposed to run an out route. At least that's what Gardner Minshew thought. And he threw that anticipatory uh, anticipatory throw, thinking he was going to go out to the flats. Did not do that. So, you know, big interception right there. But, yeah, I just thought Minshew wasn't great under pressure. I, I don't know how you felt, Jamal, but that that's really what I saw. Um, it's just, you know, when, when Gardner Minshew doesn't turn the ball over, like I, th- I think we're – we we have no losses under him. I think yeah. we're 4-0 when he doesn't turn the ball over. But when he does turn over one time, he's one and one. I guess he'd be two and one now. Um, and then when it's two or more, we're 0 and 2. Ball security obviously leads to wins. There's a positive correlation there. Absolutely, man. And you know, the Minshew deal, it's like it's kind of like what we, we talked about. I, I really thought it would be a lot of Josh Downs and and um, Michael Pittman Jr. today, and exactly what it was. I mean, when I looked yep. at the, you know, at the game, I, I I knew that a lot of passes went to Josh Downs, but I didn't realize he got 13 targets. Uh, he was he was right on par with MPJ for 13 targets. He only had five receptions off those 13. But it's kind of like you mentioned because Minshew was kind of all over the place. There was a lot of miscommunication, high balls, low balls, balls out away from him. You know, situations where it made it really tough. 
And I'm not entirely sure what was going on with Minshew. Uh, again, I mean, I, I can only agree with everything you just said because what you said was exactly what we saw out there. Just a, kind of a dazed and confused. When the highs were there, it was phenomenal. But when the lows were there, you were just like, bro, did you even think about what you were doing before you let the ball out? Or when you when you walked to the line of scrimmage, like what, what was going through your head? I mean, yeah. when I, I think about that, uh, it was in the fourth quarter, I think it was that, that like third down run where he, or he ended up trying to, he, he hiked the ball, rolled out left. He could have just run. It was, I think it was the fourth quarter, as a matter of fact, to keep the clock running. And then he just backed up and got smoked. I, I don't know if you remember that play, Eric. He could have just run the ball. And he kind of looked behind. Yeah. He looked, he looked behind, behind at the defender. Yeah. And then he got stuck and he got taken down from behind. Um, there were just a lot of miscues like that with him that I just wasn't quite picking up. Um, and again, you know, he's a backup for a reason. He, he, and all in all, I mean, that Russian touchdown he had was good. So, I, you know, I definitely want to, you know, shout him out on that because that's what we needed. But mm -hmm. just exact sloppy play as, as anticipated with him. Um, and I, I just don't really know. I, it's, it's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to be excited and happy about the win just because I know that. A lot of it was just us moving the ball downfield, field goals, field goals, field goals, field goals, and just put us in a good position to get those, you know, free points on the board. But there was not a lot of capitalization off those drives we were doing in part of Minshew. Yeah, Gardner Minshew, I feel like hasn't had a really explosive, uh, you know, really great quarterback game since like maybe even the Browns game. And I don't even know if you want to call it that in that game, but I mean, he threw for 305 yards in that game, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, I mean, he was getting chunk plays. Ever since then, though, like, he, he's not uh, – he hasn't had, like, great games. And mm -hmm. it makes me wonder, you know, if we do squeeze into these playoffs, like, what is Gardner Mishu's ceiling? And, you know, is it good enough to take us further into the playoffs? You know, you got to have a great quarterback. Once we get to the playoffs, you got to have good quarterback play. And, and if that doesn't happen, like, you know, we're, we're just going to be, you know, first round exit, but you know, he completed 58% of his passes today. Wasn't great. You know, he's off target on a lot of passes. He was on target on, on some passes, but you know, for the most game, it, you know, it, it was, it was a lot of head scratchers. Um, but like you said, Jamal, he's a backup and, and, I mean, I, I guess this is the expectations of a backup quarterback. You, this is all we're going to get. Yeah. Um, I do think Shane Steichen, you know, he, he, he tries to play to Minshew's strengths. Um, I thought Steichen was phenomenal today. A lot of fourth down calls. I mean, the fourth and six, not my favorite call, but mm -hmm. fourth and six, we went for it. And, you know, it, it, it kind of made a statement because I thought we should just punt that thing. Um, but really he just basically said Tampa Bay can't score on us. Like <laughs> they're, they're not going to score. So I'm going to take this shot to, to, to go up even more or to, to move the chains. He's that confident. So I like it now. Tampa Bay did start coming back after that. But other than that, um, I mean, we, we should have converted on that fourth and six too. Yeah. Um, I think he tried to force feed Josh downs there. Mm -hmm. um i'm pretty sure alec pierce was wide open um and let, let, let's talk about alec pierce because <laughs> so when i look at the receivers um like you said jamal josh downs 13 targets michael Pittman jr 13 targets that i mean out of the 40 throws in the game that's 65 percent of the target share between two receivers 
Um, but Josh Downs did not have a great game. I'll be honest. There are a couple drops. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he got force fed a lot of stuff. Um, so not all on him, but there was a couple drops there that I saw. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. On the other hand, I thought he had a great game, 10 catches, 107 yards. Um, that man, ever since he said, look, I'm not getting the ball. I, I, I don't like how I'm being um, game plan. Like this man has been on point. Another 100 yard gave for him. I, you know, like I said, Michael Pittman Jr. is him. Uh, he's Minshew's favorite target for a reason. Killing it in that intermediate passing game today. I know we talked about how he's been used on a lot of screens. I didn't really see that today. They changed yeah. it up. Mm-hmm. So they changed it up. Pittman has really good hands, really good, strong, capable hands. And it showed today. Um, but Alec Pierce, no love for him at all. Uh, <laughs> what do you have? He, he had six targets, four catches, 27 yards, but. I saw he was pretty wide open on a variety of plays that were kind of force fed to Josh Downs. Um, It was maybe, you know, one or two throws, but I know Pierce was open. He was getting that wide receiver three treatment, you know, just didn't get the looks, you know, he's, he's that third or fourth read down in the progressions. I I get it, but Alec Pierce was getting open. I know y'all hate on him, including you, Jamal. Um, But no love for Alec Pierce today, although I thought he, he was open on a variety of plays. Yeah, he, he was open on a variety of plays. You're, you're 100% right. I mean, and there were a couple of times that Minshew tried to force feed him, too. Even I when we were driving down, I forgot what quarter it was in, but it was on a drive where he tried to get Pierce. Um, and basically, he was going to try to get a DPI, it looked like to me, because uh, Pierce is probably at like the five or six-yard line, maybe around the 10-ish-yard line. Uh, and, and they didn't call it. He, but he got he got locked up on that play. But, you know, I, I will I will agree with you on that, Eric. He is not getting the love that he probably should be that he should be getting, especially when we look at target sharing. But as far as tar- target sharing goes, this is the first game where another receiver has even been in contention with Pittman Jr. for the amount of targets they get. So um, so I definitely think that it clearly I mean, I think that it could spread out. I, I do think that Minshew uses. Pittman Jr. and Downs as his safety cushion, uh, safety net, because he knows they're going to be able to create a, that little bit of separation, especially Downs more than Pittman. But both of them are able to create some separation within the first two seconds of a play versus Pierce. I feel like he's fast, but I think that, you know, with him being our receiver three, it's, it's, he, he's known as that deep ball threat. Yeah. They expect him to take three or four seconds before he is in position to get that ball. Minshew is too impatient. For that he, he he can't he can't wait that long because he starts to lose it and that's when he makes bad decisions so he tries to just check down as quickly as he can to or not even make like you said go through his progressions to get to those guys but uh i i, I do think pierce was strong in the and those catches he was getting and i think that's kind of why they started running some of those shallow routes for him because it gave him a chance to get involved in the game but um i would be interested to see interested to see if the targets spreads continue to be the way they have been, or is this going to be the new thing where Downs is going to be within contention of MPJ? I think Michael Pittman for sure going forward. I mean, he he's clearly that that's the main guy right now in yeah. this receiving core. Now Josh Downs is starting to creep up, and 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 for good reason. Although today I didn't think was his best day. Um, mm. Everyone can't be amazing every single week, um, but. He did command a lot of targets, so that that is good to see. Uh, we we skimmed over the running backs, Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. Um, more even snap share this game. Uh, look, Zach Moss is so good, man. And 
I, I, I saw one comment in, in one of our previous videos that like we didn't really talk about Zach Moss and I thought he was going to get game planned out because we saw last game. I mean, he had like what one run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just the Jonathan Taylor show, but he looked amazing this game. And I, and I loved seeing it because what, what did my man's have? Um, he I was grinding. See. I think he had uh, eight, eight carries, carries for 55 yards. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he was, he was grinding. Both of the backs, it, it was a limited run uh, run game today. You know, uh, Taylor only had 15 carries. Moss had eight. But they were very efficient, uh, averaging over six yards per carry. And you saw it on the runs. Even like when Zach Moss had some good running lanes, he was bruising through them, breaking tackles. Um, shout out to Jonathan Taylor, too, because that they both make an incredible running back duo. I feel like Taylor, even when he didn't have a running lane, he would either be patient and, yep. and go somewhere else, or he was just so slippery that his moves, like his cuts are are way different. I, yeah. I don't know. They look slow down when you're watching, but he's able to to make defenders miss at and in in the weirdest like areas of the field. It it's 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 hard to explain, but both of them. I, I feel like Zach Moss, too, they, they had success running up the middle. I think it was pretty good. Um, running game looked look sharp today. And, hey, I know we, we passed it a lot, but I like efficient running. I love efficient running. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm glad you kind of talked about JT and the way he kind of creeps the line because I the one thing I do enjoy about watching Moss and Taylor back there is Moss is, is very explosive. Moss hits the – as soon as he gets the ball – He's trying to go straight through. Like he's gonna he's gonna create a lane even if there's not one because he's explodes through. But then you have JT who reminds me so much of Ladanian Tomlinson how he sits back and will sees where where his hole should be and then makes that quick reaction. So he doesn't just bruise through kind of like Zach Moss. He takes a second, right. see where it is. And I think that's why his cut is so effective because the linemen are able to take their initial steps to get to where they need to. And then he's like, All right, bet here's what I'm doing. And and it's just I mean, it's, it's a crazy, a crazy duel to watch them two guys just have such a different style, but at the same time be so efficient at what they do. Right. I Yeah, I like the comparison to LT there. It, it reminds me of like Le'Veon Bell too. Um, yeah. But when you get reminded of those great running backs and, mm-hmm. and, you know, you got one on your team, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. Glad they paid him. Um, offensive line, I, I saw a couple holding calls today. Yeah. Um, I think one was probably a little BS, but um, again, line didn't, you know, we, I, I believe we were missing Ryan Kelly. Mm-hmm, yep. Yeah. So I think I saw one or two snaps. They were pretty low. Um, but, you know, overall, I thought protection was fine. Uh, I didn't really see anything mm-hmm. crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, offense, I think the offense did did its job today to an extent um definitely like taylor getting the two touchdown it you know all the touchdowns were on the ground today so i i was content except you know probably if we had to point fingers it'd be at the quarterback and maybe wide receiver play i i think it i think it's more on the quarterback play but that's all we got with gardner Minshew. i mean we got to make it work right yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And we just got to continue to explore and exploit these weapons as much as we can. I mean, I will say one thing I did enjoy about watching Steichen during this, especially kind of on the first couple of drives, is how as much as I don't always want it to be a pass and attack like it was today, I liked how he 
pass, 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 made them respect it and kind of open up that box and then boom, hit it with JT and let him break off, you know, a quick little five, six, seven yarder, because that's what that in all honesty, that's what we're going to need because we know what JT brings to the table. So we're going to have to make teams kind of honor to not stack the box um, and then in, allow JT to do his thing. And then once they come back in and start stacking it, then we can revert to going back out, you know, or bring him off and whatever the case is. So I'll give Steichen a, a whole lot of credit on that today. But like you mentioned, Eric, the, the subpar QB play is what's in the store for us uh, until the end of the season. Um, so that's what we have to deal with. And it's one of those things where as long as, as long as, we can get some kind of a splash and we can figure out a way to get on the other side of the 50. I think we can kind of let Matt Gay do his thing. Now I will be the first person to tell you, I want to have field goals all game long because it is rough when you're only getting three points here and there, especially when you see a big drive, that's been a 30, 40, you know, 60 yard drive gets ends with the, with the, 35 yard field goal when it could have easily been a touchdown. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely think that, we kind of get exposed once we get into the red zone or get towards the red zone. Uh, but, you know, again, points are points at the end of the day. As long as we can figure out what we need to do with the quarterback plate to get us to the other side of the 50 and give Matt Gay at least a chance to get a few points on the board, I think we can be okay, especially with our schedule moving forward. Hey, I hear you, man. I, I will agree. I think we have a favorable schedule, and and things are turning up for the Colts. Wish yeah. we you know, the absolute buzzkill of losing Anthony Richardson. I think things are turning around right now. So we'll see, man. Defense. Defense. Boy. Yeah, these boys are out here balling today. Um, yeah, Bucks put up 20, but honestly, like through three quarters, I mean, they had these boys on lock. Uh, Bucks scored half their points in the fourth quarter. But mm-hmm. talk about this front four. They were, I don't know, man. Hmm. This this is like that. That's where this defense starts. That's where this Gus Bradley defense starts. That front four. I felt like they were excellent in passing situations. A bunch of pass deflections at the line of scrimmage that I saw. Um, I think rushing situations, though, we're starting to see that, you know, without Grover Stewart, our run defense is not as good. Um, yeah. And it hasn't been as good since he's since he's been uh, on suspension. But boy, we got to Baker Mayfield got sacked six times. Wild. That's that's a lot of sacks. Um, th- yeah, this front four was wild. Um, Samson Ibukam, I I thought could he he might get MVP of this game. Yeah, he had two sacks. That one big strip sack at the very end of the game. Mm-hmm. That that was a game ending strip sack. Gotta love it. I mean, look. <laughs> Unique Ngakwe got all them sacks last year. He ain't Quiet. never got a sack like that, boy. Yeah, yeah. Yo, empty calorie sacks. Samson Ibukam <laughs> has has been a clear upgrade. Um, I, I I'm I'm being dead serious. Samson Ibukam is is clearly better than Unique Ngakwe, mm-hmm. and I love that we got him. Underrated player right now. Um, I thought you know like we we. With our young secondary, we we kind of kept it contained back there. Um, I I feel like they weren't taking a lot of deep shots to begin the game, um, but you know, ideally, you're you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You want to test this group and this you know young and inexperienced group of corners uh, safeties. But they didn't really do that until about the fourth quarter. They started they started you know trying to trying to beat us through the air. 
Um, you know, I, I saw our say one of our safeties got beat by Mike Evans. Jalen Jones got beat by Mike Evans. So mm-hmm. Mike Evans was kind of feasting a little bit, but you know, it, you look at the numbers, Mayfield didn't even break 200 passing yards. Uh, Evans was their leading receiver, 70 yards on six catches, two touchdowns. But like we were getting to the quarterback, I, I felt like what they really should have done was just run the ball. Like if they, dog because Rashad White had his first 100 yard game on us on the oh. ground so I I was kind of confused at that and I think that goes back to a, you know maybe a coaching coaching issue but hey look man you know I, I'm not a coach maybe maybe <laughs> I, I'm seeing something different but Look, they were killing us on the ground, right? Yeah, we they I think their game plan from the beginning was to never even really focus on that. I think they were gonna focus on that aerial attack and make sure they could be efficient in getting the ball out because you know, kind of what we talked about before coming into the game. Uh, we were averaging three sacks a game when 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 Mayfield was getting sacked three or more sack times a game. I think his rating overall was like like sub 70 or something crazy like that, maybe sub 80. Don't quote me on the exact number. Uh so I, I am sure they probably they had a game plan of folks and they were just trying to get the ball out efficiently and didn't even focus on the run. Uh, but yeah, like you said, Eric, they, if their coaches had any, you know, any true focus of what was going on, they could have easily abandoned the past game because they were efficient in the past game. They may not have been, you know, uh, crazy high numbers, but 20 of 30, they were efficient in the past game. Uh, but they definitely could have had a, a number up on us on, on that run game. Um, and that's not just including that big breakout run. He had, you know, that, they, they were they were chomping at the bits when they had the opportunity to to get those runs. So bad coaching on them. I'm not mad about it though because we needed it. We 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 didn't need those adjustments to be made because it could have been a completely different ball game had that happened. Yeah, just just my opinion. Um, yeah. I felt like they they could have game planned a little differently to exploit our weaknesses. Uh, big guy, uh, shout out Nick Cross. Um, <laughs> Nick Cross sighting. I love it. You know, I, I love my guy Nick Cross. Uh, he had a great, and I mean great, open field tackle yeah, on a third down. Um, that man shot out like a cannon. This is the Nick Cross we saw in 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 the last preseason. I want that Nick Cross back, baby. Like, yeah, um, that 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 was that was awesome. Um, also, uh, interceptions. Ronnie Harrison, first mm-hmm. game. Mm. Mm-hmm. Gotta love it for a debut, right? Big interception oh, yeah. early in the game. Oh, he was a safety. I guess he's playing linebacker now. Uh, but great debut for him. Absolutely. Um, DeForest Buckner. Oh, I love DeForest Buckner, man. <laughs> hey, the name ring bells, baby. <laughs> Doesn't even have to have the box score numbers, but you, we saw how impactful he was. If you guys are watching this game, you see how good Buckner is. Um, got that. Got that pass deflection. Got a, got a tackle for a loss. Like he's. He's doing things. He's impacting that line. He's he's a killer, man. He's a yeah. killer. Um, I, I I thought overall this defense played really well. Um, I I love to see it. Um, a little different without Shaquille Leonard on the field. Um, but then yeah, I, pretty excellent game. Uh, up and down for the Colts. I mean, they got the dub. They did what they needed to do. There were a lot of good good aspects to to our game today and i'm really excited about colts football yeah i'm excited too but you know one thing i will say i i I don't know you know this could just be a personal thing of mine but 
on the fourth quarter when we had the ball in our, on our final drive before we gave the ball back to them, uh, after we got that holding call and it was first and 20, I believe it was maybe like three and it was maybe four minutes left in the game at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't really understand the purpose of throwing the ball right there. And just in general, but when when we have when we're trying to run the clock down, let's be sit, let's be honest here. Yeah, Minshew ain't gonna just make every pass. And when you're throwing it, I mean, at first it was a terrible terrible pass, but not even that. But <laughs> not even that. We have four minutes left, and we are backed up into our own. I don't know, you know, 20, 15, where wherever we were, we should be running the ball because we're gonna get a forty second runoff after that. Like let the clock melt. So I was kind of confused at the after the first. The first down throw, and unfortunately, honestly, fortunately, that second down play, I believe uh, it was supposed to be a pass play, but he ended up getting sacked or he tried to scramble and he got taken down or something like that. So thank God that happened because had yeah. it not happened, you know, that would have stopped the clock again. So I, I kind of got frustrated at that because we, we're not doing a good job of milk, you know, milking that clock at the end of the game when we need to because more than likely we were going to punt. It was going to be a four and out or three and out anyway. So if it's going to be a three and out, then take advantage of knocking off minimum a minute and 20 seconds off the clock from running three run plays so so yeah there's about four minutes left uh from when you were talking about we were only up a touchdown shane steichen is an aggressive guy so that i think that's what i got from him you know first and 20 it's still one touchdown one possession ball game plus they could take it with a two-point conversion Mm -hmm. i got to get some points on the board uh yeah we're on our own 15 but I yeah, I think he was thinking, look, let's get let's get the chains moving, let's get these first downs. Um again, yeah, hindsight's 2020, should have yeah. ran the ball, but then if he would have converted on those, you know, it sure. Um, but yeah, no, I agree, Jamal. Probably should have ran the ball a few times there, uh, especially with how good Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss has been. But I will say, like, I I can't I can't knock Shane Steik in this game. No, I mean, even no. even that fourth and inches call. Where they got Mo Ali Cox, slow yeah, that ass was a hell for of a thirty call. yards. <laughs> yeah, running like my losses out there. I say, hey, no. but shout out <laughs> Mo Ali Cox for catching that thing. They had Zaire Franklin out there uh, oh, as, as the second back back there. They were doing some crazy things. He was out there as like a decoy or something. I didn't know what they were going to do. I don't know why Zaire Franklin was in, but that was fucking <laughs> awesome. Uh, but yeah, Mo Ali Cox thirty yard grab, love it. Um, but yeah, I I, I can't knock psych him. It, no. it, these were some some good play calling, uh, good game plan from from this team. Um, just execution wasn't perfect, but I I thought you know throughout we we did our thing. Yeah, exciting play calling, exciting play calling overall. Hey, yeah, but guys, you know, we're we're I mean we're right there on the playoffs. Best believe it. I I want to see this team succeed. Uh, I'm not even thinking about the NFL draft right now. I'm thinking about postseason aspirations. So let's get these doves. Let's continue to pound. Who who do we play next? Oh, who is Tennessee it? Titans at oh, Tennessee? Oh yeah. baby, oh baby. So yeah, we got Tennessee in a week. They usually have our numbers, but. Tennessee is has also been up and down. I mean, shoot, they yeah. have less they have less wins than us guys. So let's take advantage of this. Let's keep this momentum going. We're on a three win streak. I mean, then we see the Bengals and <laughs> they put up like what seven points against the season. Yo, like life is good right now as a Colts fan. Oh man, yeah, it I is. Will You're not wrong. And we'll get we'll get Grover Stewart back soon, sooner rather than later. Everything's pointing up, man. 
Hey, I'm hoping it's so. not coming back though. Don't. Nah, yeah, people don't hold y'all silly about that. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't hold y'all breath about that. Yeah, man. nah, y'all ain't in a casket holding y'all breath. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he is back rehabbing, but that man will not be back with a helmet on and Lucas no. Oil. Nah. Hey, last thing I want to say too, though, Eric. I know nobody probably should listen at this point. I mean, if you listen to this point, shout out to y'all. Y'all, some real, real one, real ones. But nah, it was dope, crazy today seeing Edge out there. Uh, I didn't realize he, they sent the email and said he was gonna be there, uh, in the you know in the little areas or whatever where my seats are. So that was kind of dope. Um, you know, they were doing autographs, and I, I ain't gonna lie to y'all, man. I got a Miami debit card, so I was like, Yo, Edge. Hey, I I'll, I wouldn't mind a picture, but I'm like, yo, you trying to sign my debit card? I'm gonna block the numbers. Y'all, y'all can't use it, but no, I gotta frame my debit card and, and call the bank and say I need a new one because this one ain't, ain't no good no more. So That's that was kind of awesome. dope, though. Yeah, it was, it was cool, man. It was cool. He was real cool. He talked to everybody and kind of shook hands and took pictures and stuff. So that was that was crazy. But, I guess it being not in Indianapolis, I I miss out on all this fun Indianapolis stuff. Like, yeah. When am I going to be able to meet Edger and James? Never. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see. Maybe I got to come up there. But yeah. Oh, for sure. Did see that picture. That is awesome. Love seeing a little Colts legend showing up. Yeah. Um, hopefully we get some more Colts legends out, out of this team. Um, but shout out to this Indianapolis Colts teams. Yeah, um, we are riding high. Anybody who's, who's talking about tanking for a draft pick, nah, we're not doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're going all the way baby all the way <laughs> uh, it is possible anything is possible any given sunday hey that's gonna be it for us everyone thank you for listening yes, to sir. this Colts cast you know it's been a 30 minute episode but hey we we are out here apple podcast spotify youtube any platform you use to listen to podcasts we'll be back next time to give you some more indianapolis colts content now take care take care <laughs>